Yo, this is Nova Trifecta. I am Jimmy Fedora, a.k.a. Alias, a.k.a. Juicy J. Yo, what's up? It's Mag Negro, a.k.a. Rashad on the mic. What's good? Are you are you like that because you got a mic now? Usually you way more enthusiastic. Yeah, now you yeah, got the radio voice on. Niggas yeah. get brand new stuff and just act brand new. Yeah, you know I got to get it smooth and sexy for the ladies today. I what? got this microphone and you know what it is. It, that's what it do, baby. <laughs> what, would be the radio, <laughs> what would be the radio name? My radio name? Uh-huh. Mag Negro. <laughs> Just Mag Negro. <laughs> they ain't gonna switch it up at all. Uh, welcome to Nova Trifecta. However you are listening and watching, you know, uh, of course, you're probably watching on YouTube. Just to let everybody know, we are also on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere that you can get your podcast we are on so just support it and share it and listen to it in that facet yeah we legit now yeah we we, we legit now um how was your week how was everything going uh christmas and all that good stuff well it, it i mean it felt a little strange it uh christmas in 2020 i think everything in 2020 kind of felt a little off um but you know what I just watched the movie Soul, and Soul is about appreciating every day in your life. So listen, every day is a blessing. Um, I appreciate it. Christmas didn't feel like the usual Christmases we get, but hey, we all made it to Christmas, and I thank God for that. So I mean, we uh, I'm going to start being more appreciative of, of, you know, everything that we get in life. So you know what? It it is what it is. We, I had a good Christmas. We went up some of our friends' houses and um, ended up rejoicing with them for a little while. So we had a good time. Yeah, um, Isaac had a wonderful Christmas. So that means I had a good Christmas, you know. Uh, spent the morning with him. Went over there the night before. Put some stuff together. Um, he had a great Christmas. And then Christmas Day, hell, I was with you and DG. So when we watched... Wonder Woman, which we are going to get into now. You see how I like that seg that you like to say. I see that. I see, that. I see, see that. the seg. Like, it was good. It was good. It was good. That was that was good. So um, we're we're gonna do a review on uh Wonder Woman 1984, uh, starring the lovely Gal Gadot. Gal Goddess. That's what I call. <laughs> During the whole, I, call, I got a new name for. I call it Gal Goddess. <laughs> Gal Goddess. Okay. Okay. We can roll with that. Uh, yeah. Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal, and, uh, you know, a few others in that movie. Uh, let's get right into it. You know, um, what did you think about it? What you, what you think? First off, what did you what do you think about the backlash that is getting before we even get into the movie? Do you think it's warranted? Well, it's it, I, for DC movies, it's part for the course. They always get some kind of negative publicity or backlash from their movies. I mean, every now and then they'll get one that's kind of universally, even Joker, that that you know won a lot of. Did it win Best Picture? Uh, 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 Wa- I, know he, I know Joaquin won for Best Actor. I don't think it won. It best didn't picture. win Best Picture, but it was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. So even Joker, it was a a big critical divide. I mean, it was like. Low 70s, high 60s on Rotten Tomatoes. And, you know, it was kind of split with the fans. Most, well, a lot of fans liked it, but a lot of people didn't. So DC is just par for the course. People like to dislike DC for whatever reason. So I think I think the first Wonder Woman might be the only 
DC movie that was kind of universally admired. I, think I so can't too. think of any other ones that was like just everybody loved it. Besides the Dark Knight. Well, well, I'm talking about the DC. The DCU. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now we're talking about regular DC, then yeah, the Dark Knight. Um, but just DCEU, it's like Wonder Woman is the only one I can think of that didn't have a big divide as far as people that liked it and people that didn't. Even when Man of Steel first came out, it was mixed. Like it was, I and I couldn't now now people coming around and saying Man of Steel was a classic. We were saying Man of Steel was a classic after first viewing. Yeah. I know I had never seen anything like it when I first saw it. it so, and it was small, stupid ass gripes with that. Yeah, uh, but you know we can get into that another time. But yeah, I agree, yeah. man. I think the, I don't think it's um a bad movie. That's that's the only thing. My, that's my thing about it. It ain't the greatest movie ever, which we'll get into. But it's not a bad movie. I'm seeing people give it threes and fours, and I'm like, there's yeah. no way that you know that we can you can give it a three and a four. So, uh, you know, it, I think. Go ahead. I think that people, I think people have a problem judging the movie that comes after a classic. It's always been like that. I've, I've seen that, you know, especially in the superhero genre. If, if a movie comes out and it's a classic, that next movie has an immense amount of pressure on it. And people are gonna usually be unfair to it. It's just the way it goes. People dog The Dark Knight Rises out. I didn't know that until a couple of years ago. I thought The Dark Knight Rises was universally loved. Because I love it. I think it's one of the best comic book movies ever made. Yeah. A lot of people dislike it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they done Age of Ultron. A lot of people think that's a bad movie. I don't. I always liked Age of Ultron. You got to go back and watch Age of Ultron. That shit you got to go back and watch it. But it came after the Avengers. And, and, and it's like people have put those extremely high expectations and unrealistic, unfair expectations on that next movie that comes after a classic. Because the truth is, you probably ain't gonna have two classics in the same trilogy. It just doesn't happen like that. No, I don't. You know, so you gotta be able to judge. You know, it is an area there between classic and trash. Yeah. And people think it's only two ways to grade a movie now. Classic is either a classic or it goes all the way down to absolute garbage. Yeah, they don't, I don't know see how to just way. enjoy a good, solid movie. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, let's get into Wonder Woman. You know, the opening scene, she's in some kind of Olympic. Well, she's a little girl. You know, they started off there. And uh, she's in some kind of Olympic competition with grown women. And, um, of course, you know, during the competition, she's winning. But then she has a little trouble going toward the end. She loses a horse and she sees a, a shortcut. And that's kind of a um, a precursor to what the film is. You can't take shortcuts. Yeah. There's no cheating. You know, you know that's the message that they plan in our cerebellums in the beginning of the film. So ultimately, yeah. she cheats, and you know she's about to win, and you know um, she gets grabbed, and you know basically you want to get into you know what 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 she was trying to tell her. Well, what she was trying to tell her, and what the the filmmakers Patty Jenkins and her team was setting up is that, like you were saying, is you can't take shortcuts in life. You can't cheat. And so it was setting up the, it, it, I like, and this is the reason why I like the movie. I like the movie because I think it pushes Diana's character forward because now we're getting to see who she is. This is who she is. She doesn't cheat. 
She's not somebody that goes out and is on the offensive and looking to attack all of the time. It's it's about defense, and this is who she is. She's a morally driven character, and she doesn't like cheating because um, her aunt stopped her and told her the value of doing it the right way and doing it the the, the shortcut way, yeah. the cheating way. And it set that up for the rest of the movie, and that's what it ultimately was about. Yeah. I like when movies have... I like when the hero has to make a choice between morality and being the hero. You know, I, I like when heroes have to make that choice in the movie. I think that's entertaining. Right. So I think it was an entertaining journey. I mean, and I thought it was a good opening sequence. You know, I like. I did too. Looks. It went I a liked... little longer than I thought, but I, yeah. I still liked it. I still like the opening sequence, and you know, uh, we fast forward uh, to I think it's sixty six. If I if I remember correctly, sixty six years after the first one. Um, you know, Diana, she's some kind of philanthropist, you know, running some kind of museum uh, in 1984. And uh, she, you know, she's doing that by day, you know, and then the other time she's Wonder Woman, you know, saving lives. And, and to me, it looks like they kind of made the film. I guess that I couldn't understand the cheesy part people were saying, but now I do. With, they kind of made it like a film made in 1980s, if that make any sense. Yeah. Like with the one-liners, you know, uh -huh. it, it felt like a winking, age. winking back at the kid. It, it kind of felt a little Sam Raimi early 2000s before they figured out how to make superhero movies without it being a little cheesy. It feels kind of like that a little bit. She, Even the super, villain, like the, the robbers in that scene. Huh. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah. You know, yeah. And, and the classic grabbing, you know, grabbing a hostage, looking around, you know, that's yeah. a classic 80s. So, yeah. I felt like was, they were... I could see the cheesy parts they was talking about. So I guess that's I can see because they... they really don't make superhero movies like that now. No, especially so in the DC universe. Yeah, yeah, where the hero swoops in, grabs the kid, looks back at the kid, gives one of those Saturday morning special winks. The kid looks back at him with a little cute smile. The bad guy shocked if the hero showed up. So I get it. I get the little cheese. Even even. Max Lord was kind of mustache twirling villain. Like I got it. Like he kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon bad guy. <laughs> I'm see, evil now. We, I get it. We we not on that no more. Patty, yeah, Patty, yeah. Patty, if you listen, yeah, not on that. Patty, no that's not the way we make superhero movies now. Nah, we can't, <laughs> we can't do that. But I mean, I guess that's a minor gripe. Um, but yeah, after that scene, you know. Uh, we run into our, you know, first future villain, Barbara, Barbara Minerva. I think I, I, if I'm pronouncing that right, Cheetah, as everybody would know her. Um, you know, her and Diana hit it off, you know, actually. And it seems like Barbara is like a dorky, a smart girl, not getting any attention. That yeah. kind of classic kind of girl, uh, you know, that's quirky. And Diana is the beautiful girl who's, you know, She's she's not judgmental. She tried to understand people, and I believe that's how they hit it off. Um, yeah. But you know, they go to lunch, and she even tells Diana even tells Barbara, "Hey, I envy you." And she was like, "You yeah. envy me?" You know. And um, you know, from that, you know, um, or from that opening scene, you know, the Dreamstone was in the and the Dreamstone end uh, ends up, you know, in Diana's museum. And uh, you want to take it from there? Well, I. I I'll say this too. This is one of the parts that I can kind of understand where people are coming from. This, this isn't a, 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 
a, a faultless movie. I can see where people's gripes are coming from. Now, the, the gripes weren't enough to make me disconnect or dislike the film. Mm -hmm. But I can see what people were talking about, like with Kristen Wiig's character, um, Barbara. I don't buy that, that Barbara was just some insecure woman that never had, I didn't really buy it that much because all she really did was took her glasses off and changed her clothes. Tell and and kind of changed her hair. That's all she really did. Yeah. And then she turned into this fashionista, super swagged out, hot. Well, it's like, I'd have smashed with the glasses. And I mean, after, like, you I know, get it. She, she's hot after, with the glasses to me. Yeah, this is after they, you know, the dream, the dream stones, you know, it grant and grant wishes. So she wished to be like Diana. Yeah. Without, without yeah. even knowing that she had powers. And yeah. A Diana wished for Steve Trevor back. Yeah. You know, they didn't know that this stone worked. They, you know, they just made some wishes. So yeah, I can see that. You're right. You're right. She did just let her hair down and put on. She some just let her hair down and took the glasses off and, and started smoking. Hot. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't buy that. I mean, because. To me, Kristen Wiig is hot. So, I mean, to me, it's like, I don't buy that you were just this woman walking through life and never got any attention from guys. You didn't do much to turn hot except take the glasses off and change your clothes. So, exactly. I, I, I got that. I thought, I mean, I could see how that was a little cheesy to some people. It wasn't like the Jamie Foxx Electro character in uh, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Which uh, I like. Spider-Man 2, where they actually... Ugly him up like they boogered him up bad they did. to look bad and even that was cheesy yeah, so it was, you, it was e even more cheesy to have Kristen Wiig still be hot but be insecure because she got glasses on yeah. like so I get that cheesy part so how, how did you uh, feel about well you know how did you feel about the way they brought Steve Trevor back uh, once again I understand the gripes I thought it was stupid <laughs> I thought it was stupid that he comes back in somebody else's body, um, but Diana sees him as only Steve Trevor, and she's just imagining that he looks like Chris Pine, but he's a totally different dude. Person. She slept with the dude. Never so mind. Is 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 that rape? I don't know, but I know it's. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know, but I know it's weird that they just interrupted this dude's life. This dude and it looked like he had a decent life. He was like yeah. an engineer, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Good like, looking guy, he just came and just jacked his body? Just jacked the dude's body. This dude, is it like, get out? Is this dude still in there? But you just <laughs> like, <laughs> you taking over his body. So, so I, I, I mean, they kind of objectified the guy because I think you know, reports were saying and on some pods I was listening to was saying he was just written down in the script as handsome guy, quote unquote. <laughs> so it's like, y'all kind of objectifying that man. Yeah. You just, how, how come he couldn't land in somebody ugly body? <laughs> <laughs> he had to be yeah. Diana wouldn't have gave him the time of day. Wouldn't have gave him the time of day. I'm like, wait a minute here. This don't make no sense. So I don't understand why Steve Trevor couldn't just come back as Steve Trevor. Why did you have to complicate that? I, I don't understand why they had to complicate that. Why not he, how come he just can't come back as Chris Pine? And, and they just, I think they I don't just, get why he's gotta be somebody else, why? 
Yeah, I, I and somebody living. Yeah, I I don't understand why he had to come back in somebody when they when the stone could have simply just brought him back reincarnated as yeah. Steve Trevor. That as Steve know, Trevor. You know that was. It's but weird they, that she's sleeping with this random dude that she doesn't know at all, but she's imagining that he's Chris Pine. That's weird. Yeah, they had to find a they they had to find a way to bring them back because the chemistry, you know, was so good yeah. between them that yeah. and and the chemistry was still there in Wonder Woman eighty four. You know, yeah. Pine is just amazing. He he don't get the credit that he deserved. You know, I agree uh, as being an actor, but you know they they chemistry was amazing. You know, in this film, um, I want to get into the second villain of the film, um, Max Lord. You know, um, Pedro Pascal. You know, he's having a, a wonderful year. Um, oh yeah, Mando. But you know, he's this guy, this businessman, um, con artist. I you could call him that. Who's having a, a failing oil company, but they never under they never explain how he knew about the Dreamstone. It's just yeah. something that he knew about apparently. Yeah. But um, he ends up um, running game on Barbara. And getting her to show him what a stone was, and he takes it and he actually wishes, which I didn't see coming, to become the stone itself. Yeah. And what the stone does is it, it's a it's a price for everything. And that's that's what I really like about the film. The wishes that people, it's consequences to it. It's consequences to these wishes that you guys are asking for. Yeah. And so um, you know, it takes a lot, and he was going taking a lot and granting wishes, and he was losing a part. Of himself, he was losing his mind. What did you think about his performance, and did you like Pedro Pascal? I like Pedro Pascal a lot, uh, but I, I, I thought it was a little bit cheesy. I thought he had cheesy moments. I thought he had great moments. I thought the moments that he had with his son were great. Um, but I thought he also had some mustache twirling uh, Saturday morning Disney cartoon villain cheesy aspects about him too, because it was like ha ha ha. I got yeah. all the power now. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I thought he had some cheesy moments, but uh, I didn't understand why he didn't just wish to be a billionaire and been done with it. Just why are you going through all of this, uh, Max? I, I don't get why you're making this difficult on yourself. Just yeah. wish to be a billionaire and be done with it. Well, why are you I, going all these places? He started a little bit more ambitious. Like he wanted to, it seemed like he wanted to run the world. You know, yeah. at first it it was about money, and then yeah, not being about money, and maybe that's what the stone and, was doing to him. Well, and then it's like again, it's it's kind of like how it is when you lie, uh, where it's like you keep digging yourself, digging the hole deeper and deeper and deeper. Now he got to start taking uh taking things from people because he's realizing realizing what it's doing. So now you got to start taking things. Now you got to try to take people's health because it's taking his health. Yeah. And everything like that away. So it's a lie. You keep digging yourself deeper and deeper and deeper. And and, and you've forgotten who you are at the end of the lie. You've forgotten who you are. And that's what he did. He he forgot who he was. And it, it took some Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, son redeeming himself to, you know, get him to realize what was going on. Yeah. What he had turned into. And so, you know, uh, going through the film, uh, we start seeing a transformation, uh, you know, for Barbara. You know, and um, me and Shaw was watching it together and he noticed halfway through the film, she's losing her humanity. Uh, earlier in the film, we see her bringing dinner to a homeless man, you know, and then the next time she sees that homeless man, 
she's beating the shit out of this dude who tried to, you know, was he trying to rape her or mug her? I don't know. We didn't get clarity trying, on that. Yeah, he, he was trying to do something. He, he was trying to do right. something to cause her bodily harm. But um, the next time she seen that same guy, she told him to get the fuck out of here. Mind your yeah. business. So you can yeah. kind of see her losing herself, slipping, you know, as the film progressed. What did you think about the transformation of Cheetah? Uh, that's one of the things about the film that I liked. I liked seeing the development of Cheetah. From, uh, the first time I watched it, that was one of the, you know, things that I took from it. I love seeing uh, that type of character development in movies. I like seeing her slowly uh, lose her humanity throughout the movie. Yes, she's gaining power and everything like that, but she's losing it. Like you said, uh, the first time we saw her interact with that homeless man, she was bringing him dinner. You know, she wasn't just throwing him some money in or something like that. She was bringing him food, and it, it came off. It came off like she was like that was something she done every night. Yeah, but like she was bringing him dinner every night. Yeah. Um, so she was an ignored person, but she was a good person. Mm-hmm. And then the the more power that she got, and the more arrogant she got, with okay, now she's hot now, and all of this. You know, she she slowly started losing her humanity. I like seeing that. The next time we saw her interact with that homeless man, she was telling him to mind his own business. As she was about to kill, I think she was about to kill that guy. Yeah, I do too. Because she was enjoying having that power. Now, I don't know why yeah. she thought she didn't think it was weird that all of a sudden she could throw a man to the top of a truck. she never spoke on how weird it was that she was that strong she went into a gym and like picked up (laughs) however much weight it was over her head like that and what I wish I could have seen was her I hate to say it uh, cause a little bit more mischief kill a little more you know what I mean well they spent up so much time fooling with uh, Max that it took away from a lot of what Cheetah was doing. And Cheetah is honestly the iconic Wonder Woman villain. Cheetah should have got more airtime. Cheetah's yeah. the one that's the iconic villain. Cheetah should have got the, the the bulk of the uh, the storyline there. I agree. But uh, I think my favorite part in the movie is when Cheetah just whipped up on Wonder Woman. And um, that's what I was just about to bring up. The, the second act of the movie, that, and that's probably my favorite scene of the movie, uh, is when when they in the White House, actually, when they start realizing, you know, what the stone is doing, what the, it, it has yeah. a price, and that the God, it comes from the God of lies. So when, yeah. they, when they realize, Steve knew off the bat, you know, hey, yeah. here, this is the price that you're paying, you're losing your powers. Because and, Steve knew good and well that this ain't right. Something yeah. ain't behind my back. <laughs> how selfish of, how, how selfish was it of Wonder Woman to st- bring Steve back? Steve said the last thing he remembered was being in the jet. And everything felt good after that. Yeah. And glory in heaven. Steve was in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Steve up there in heaven, chilling. Have him a yeah. good time. And you, your selfish ass brought him back. Steve yeah. go back the whole movie. That's why he, he did. Back. He did. Steve, I, I, I think that Steve was, I like the way Steve was um, admiring what mankind had developed since he was gone. Yeah. I, I think that he was enjoying seeing how far mankind had come. And I think he enjoyed being with that. Who wouldn't enjoy being with Gal Goddess Godly? Um, you come back from the dead and sleep with her the first night. Like, come on, man. Who yeah. who wouldn't enjoy that? But I do think that 
Steve knew from the very beginning that this isn't right. I'm going to, something's not right here. You know, it's no reason for me to be back, be back in somebody else's body. That's weird. So it's got to be a catch here. It's wishes with a trick. I like that concept. I think that's a cool concept for a superhero movie. Uh, wishes with a trick is, um, is um, you know, consequences. Consequences to that type of, because again, it goes back to the very beginning of, beginning of the movie where you can't cheat and you're cheating. You just brought your boyfriend back. You know, you- Ain't no you, shortcuts. Ain't yeah, no. ain't no shortcut. You can't have it all like that. You, you can't, it doesn't work that way. But what I was saying is that my favorite part in the movie is when Cheetah was Cheetah whooped up on Diana in the White House and Diana was all beat up on the ground and she looked at Cheetah and she said, what is it costing you though, Barbara? Like, yeah, you're strong, but what is it costing you? You, you, you attacking innocent people, you know, you're losing your humanity. Where, where is that? What is it costing you? And Barbara looked at her and, and called her out and held her accountable for her own actions and said, don't worry about me. What's it costing you? Mm -hmm. Who are you? You losing your powers. Yeah. I'm about to kill you. <laughs> you talking about what it's costing me. What's it costing you? Yeah. I know that that's that pilot guy that you said you used to love. Yeah. Because Diana told her that she fell in love once and he was a pilot. And then next time she saw Barbara, the pilot was there. Yeah. She's telling her this is a pilot. So Diane, uh, so Barbara put it together. Wait a minute. That's that guy. Yeah. That's that guy. So what is it costing you? Don't worry about what it's costing me because you want me to stop doing what I'm doing. So you trying to guilt trip me. What's it costing you? You're the one that's laying there beat down and about to get killed because you want your dead boyfriend back. Exactly. So to me, that was the best part of the movie. I like that exchange. I always like heroes and villains exchanging, though. I like that. Yeah, I love that scene, too. It's like, who, who are you to judge? Yeah. You know, you, you're saying, well, Don't tell me. Look at you. <laughs> and so after that, you know, um, she had to stay, say goodbye to Steve again. Yeah, because she couldn't let Max continue to grant people wishes because he didn't found a little way to slip up in the White House. Yeah, yeah, and, and then granted the president wishes, and he about to, he got the world in in disarray, about so, to blow up the world, about to blow up the world, and so which Gal Gadot nailed. By the way, let's not just steam over the scene she had having to say goodbye to Steve Trevor. Oh yeah, that was an emotionally gripping scene to me. I yeah. thought she nailed it. They had to act in that scene. They did. They did. And, and I she love the way it. they did it. You know, she yeah. didn't say goodbye. She really didn't say goodbye. She walked off. She said, I refuse to say goodbye. To she you. kissed him and she walked off. That was dope to me. And I love the way. She couldn't even he, look back at him. I love the way you can hear him. I always love you, Diana. Yeah, I like, yeah. That I was good, it. man. That was good. See, and, people don't talk about moments like that. This really, really powerful moments. They just talk about the parts they didn't like. Exactly. That was a really, really good part. Exactly. And so, you know, she gets her powers back. Uh, she ends up meeting with Cheetah, who's now the apex predator because she had another wish. Uh, well, talk about the flight, too. Oh, uh, that's, so I was right going to bring that, that up with the Invisible Jet. Well, let's get, let's get on to that. Two gripes that I've been seeing about pe people have is the way she made the Invisible Jet, which I thought was cool because it made sense to me. She's a freaking <laughs> demigod. <laughs> and um, 
and the the way she learned to take flight in this film, which I love too. And I love that part. People had issue with her riding lightning bolts. But if my pops was Zeus, maybe I'll be riding lightning yeah. bolts too. Yeah. Get into it. Get into it. What you I, think about it? Well, I think that people come up with once they start picking out a movie, they start really picking at it now. Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand how the daughter of Zeus who throws lightning bolts is riding lightning. That doesn't make any sense to me. How? How does that not make sense? Her dad is Zeus. He throws lightning bolts. Yeah. That's what he does. That's what he yes, does. Yes, she can ride lightning. It's cool. Shut up. <laughs> it makes sense that she's lassoing lightning. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense to me. It makes perfect sense that she's doing that. I thought it was cool. I didn't think it was necessary since she can fly. <laughs> now, I don't see how, where that made sense. Exactly. Why is she having the lasso of lightning and she's learned how to fly? Yeah. Uh, I think some people were just they was nitpicking like behind Patty Jenkins saying, hey, this be cool. Throw this in there. Yeah. And nobody was like, wait a minute. She's got no need to lasso the lightning now since she's yeah. learned how to fly. Yeah. Hey, let's throw this gold suit in there. Even though it ain't <laughs> a whole lot for you to do with it. Hey, now that was very, there. very unnecessary. And it did seem when did she have time to swing back by the apartment and pick up the golden yeah. armor? You know what yeah. I mean? Like it just, it, she didn't need it because the armor really didn't do nothing. She, she arrived in it beautifully and she'd have just ripped through Elegantly. it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what did you think about the Invisible Jet? I liked the Invisible Jet. I thought it was great when they were, you know, flying through the fireworks and having everything. I like Diane and Steve Trevor. So every moment that they're on screen together, I like it. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're wondering why I, I can understand everybody's gripes and complaints, yet still like the movie, it's because of Diana and Steve. I like them being on screen together. I like them experiencing the, the invisible jet. I like that she got the experience, the invisible jet, for the first time ever with Steve. Yeah, and I was going to incorporate that in without making it cheesy. I didn't think that was cheesy at all. I thought it was. Accurate. I didn't think it was cheesy. I thought it made sense. Hey, she's a demigod. She can do things that you can't do. So she made the jet invisible. I get it. Stop putting so much thought into it. I get like it. it. Her home sense. world, you know, uh, her home, yeah. you know, it's invisible to, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she she arrives, her and Cheetah have a quick little showdown. Underwhelming, and I believe that's that's a great that's the biggest problem with the movie. That's a lot there. So the third act the lack the of first, action. And the third act in the first movie was phenomenal. The fight between her and Aries was phenomenal. This yeah. third act, we got a little quick scuffle between her and Cheetah, and it was dark, maybe to hide the bad CGI. Or the the CGI they didn't like for Cheetah, it was a fight in the dark. The armor was, eh, you know, the third it just act, wasn't that cool. It wasn't nothing cool about the third act. Uh, no, it just wasn't that cool. And and I think, and like I was telling you yesterday, is that this is why none of these directors or producers will ever be what Kevin Feige is at Marvel, because Kevin Feige has got a pulse on the culture. Mm -hmm. and the fans. He's a fan himself. He's the ultimate nerd. So he understands what the fans want. He knows that we wanted to see Captain America wield Thor's hammer one time. 
So he knew he needed to spend the money and put that in there. We want to see Captain America take Thor's hammer and beat up Thanos for a split second. And he put it in there for us. He knew that we would want to see Ant-Man turn into Giant Man during the fight at Civil War. He put it in there. He puts those fan service moments in there because he's got a pulse on the culture and on the fan base. And he knows that, yeah, we can tell the story that we want to tell and do it in an innovative and new and fresh way, but we also got to give the fans something they want because 75% of the people coming to see these movies don't care about plot or character development. They want to see Diana Prince, AKA Wonder Woman, fight the cheetah. That's what they want to see, the casual fan. So you got to find a way to incorporate that in there. And Tell your cool. story, but you got to put that in there. And Patty Jenkins didn't really put anything cool in there, and so your movie's getting trashed. Yeah. Well, you, you should have executed it a little bit better. I get it. I like the movie, but you know that wasn't enough action for a 2020 superhero movie. And it maybe should have been the other way around. What The last villain interaction she had should have been Cheetah and her make quick work of Max Lord. Yeah, because they spent a lot of time with the her and Max Lord and her putting the lasso of truth around them. He got a broadcast where he got a frequency to everybody across the world of grant wishes. She put the lasso on truth, make them make the world see the truth. Everybody was saying their wishes to keep it short and sweet. But first off, everybody wouldn't have rescinded their wishes no. in real life. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine <laughs> being broke? It's yeah, yeah, <laughs> and just because you come in here. With your philant- Philip, you know, I'm trying to say rich ass, trying to yeah. tell me to rescind my wish. I've been struggling down here eating noodles, yeah. fucking <laughs> Baena sausage, and you want me to rescind my wish? No. Rescinding Nathan. Yeah, everybody yeah. wouldn't have rescinded their wish. Nah. I, it's the right thing to do, kind of like if a Brinks truck driving in front of you and I don't know, $100,000 well, I mean, drops out the back. The right thing to do is to probably return it. But yeah, that's probably not gonna happen. Now, did the wishes when Max rescinded his wish, did that automatically make everybody because I didn't see Cheetah rescind her wish, but see, but that, she was turned back into Barbara because that's what I think. I think you had to, or be- did everybody have to single, single handedly rescind their wish? Which th- one was it? I think if he had, if because in a, in a it, did when he rescinded his wish, did it make the stone reappear? Or it's just that I didn't. I don't remember seeing the stone. Okay, here. so when it, I guess that's like basically destroying the dream stone itself. Because if you destroy the dream dream stone, then all the wishes go back. So that would Maybe. make that 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 would make perfect sense, you know, in that logic, you know, or whether if you killed him, you know, it, all the yeah. wishes go back. So yeah, and, and I, I think I think that 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 Patty Jenkins is a great director, and I think she's great with Wonder Woman. And I think she done some great things here in Wonder Woman 84. But I do think she has some missteps. And uh, that's probably the, the lack of action is the main reason. People will come up with all these other corny excuses and, you know, nitpicks that they're doing to this movie. But the truth is, none of those little corny nitpicks that they're doing are enough to make you dislike the movie. Mm. But what can make a casual fan dislike the movie is that lack of action that was in it. And see, that's what she got to realize. It's a lot of casual fans that are going to come and watch this movie. Yeah. You got to appease to them as well, as well as the, and that's what, like you said, Kevin Feige do a really good job of appealing to both crowds because he, he know we'll pick it apart, but yet you still need action scenes in there, you know, yeah. for everybody, you know? And so, yeah. unless it's like a dramatic movie like Joker, you know, um, 
it's Wonder Woman. It's action. Yeah. She fights. Yeah. She flies. Yeah. Apparently, she rides fucking lightning bolts. <laughs> she do a lot of stuff. So you want to, yeah. you know, incorporate all of that into making the movie. So they went you ahead and got announced. To put that Joker scene that where where he shoots Robert De Niro in the face. You got to put it in there because if you don't put that in there, then a lot of people aren't going to like the movie. <laughs> the rest of the movie was good, but you got to put that scene where Joker shoots Robert De Niro in the face. That's the money scene, and she didn't have a money scene. You got to put, put that in there. Okay. Um, so overall, if you had to give it a rating, now that you didn't kind of calm down, we're not prisoners of the moment anymore. We didn't have a week to um, sit and marinate with the movie. What rating would you give it out of five stars? Uh, out of five? Well, actually, you could give it. Let's go ten. Ten? Yeah. That's what I'm. Yeah, ten out of ten. What rating would you give it out of ten? That's easy to rate. I would give it a seven out of ten. That's that's about where I'm at with it. A seven but at, out of 10. at first, when I first watched it, uh, I liked seeing Linda Carter at the end, which I thought was great that they brought her back at the end. And like, so when I first saw it right after that moment, I was like, nine out of 10. Yeah. And and now after watching it again and kind of coming down and kind of understanding where a lot of people are coming from, I'd go seven out of 10. That's why I'm back. That's by But I don't, six. I don't think it's lower than that. Yeah, about a seven out of 10, six and a half, seven out of 10. These threes and foes people throwing around, nah. It's yeah, not a bad movie. It's just they whack for that. It's problematic. It's, it got its issues, but it's not a three over or four. So I'm not nah, giving nah. it a seven out of ten. Six and a half, seven from me. Yeah. So um, I think it's a I think it's a good movie. Yeah. And I think a, I think people forget that there is an area, a wide area between classic and trash, yeah. where it can just be a good movie. Yeah. And I think yeah. this is a good yes, I think the first one is a ten out of ten, a yeah. classic. But I think this one is it's, it's a good movie. Yeah. So so they went ahead and announced um, the third uh, movie in this franchise. Damage Control. Uh, quickly, rather quickly the next day, which it did. You know, numbers wise, we're we not going to see the, the billion dollar, you know, movie that we see. We've been seeing over the years because of the pandemic. But it did do really well considering everything that's going on. And yeah. so they went ahead and announced the third one because I guess they seen the return that they want to get. And so um, in that return, uh, that boy had the boo-boo. <laughs> nah, my phone was beeping. I got to get my charger. <laughs> that boy had the boo-boo. <laughs> but yeah, in, in, in this return on the third one, uh, what message would you have to give to Patty Jenkins if you could send a message to her about what to expect in the third one and how to make it better than it and not have not make the same mistake she did in this one? I mean, Patty Jenkins knows more than I'll ever. Patty as a Jenkins, fan, as a Patty fan, Jenkins has forgotten more than I'll ever learn. That's true, I but as a she, fan, I think she's a top five director right now. So I don't know if I can give her advice, but what I would say, you, yeah, yeah. What I, as a fan, what I would say that I would, I would just like to see more action. That's it. I like her storytelling, and I love Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman mainly because I think she's the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life. Secondly, because I think she's, she is Wonder Woman, like like uh, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Like she is Wonder Woman. I think she plays it great. 
And I love Patty Jenkins. I love her storytelling. I love her character development. I just think she didn't put enough action in the movie. So mm -hmm. I would just say as a fan, I'd like to see a little bit more action. What I would like to see, of course, is a little bit more action, but I want to see Diana in more trouble physically. Like when it comes to throwing them paws, I want to see her really, really have to get down and really fight her way out of some shit. You know, yeah. hold a toe with somebody, kind of like the Aries battle. She had to, she had to strap up and go. I kind of well, she done had to strap up and go a lot. She had uh, Steppenwolf was putting that, putting that work on. Her. But that was uh, just the league. Doomsday. I'm talking about. I'm talking about for her movie. You know what I'm saying? That was just yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like just in her movie where she got to strap up and really get down with the get down in her own shit. I kind of yeah. want to see more action in that. And I want to see her in danger a little bit more. Other than that, storytelling, you got it, baby. You you got it. You got it with the storytelling. You just got to give us a little bit more action and you'll be all right. Yeah. You'll be all right. Wonder Woman, 1984. That's our review for that. Do you want to do so or do you want to end it right here? How long we been on? But we've been on for, I want to say about 40. You want to just hit soul on another one? Or? Yeah, we can hit soul on another one. Yeah, we hit soul on another one. Okay. If you haven't seen soul, go see it. It's on Disney Plus. Um, it's a nice little watch, a good little Pixar movie. Uh, you should definitely. I loved it. I thought it was Amy wonderful. Fox, Tina Fey, Felicia Rashad. Check it out. Yeah, I thought it was a wonderful movie. It's got a real good message in it. Real good message. Okay. Uh, you know, as we do every episode, um, you can suggest something that you're watching, something that you're listening to, to the people, or just a message. As, as, you know, we this. Well, I'm gonna go reveal. We recording this. I'm gonna actually release this today, so it's New Year's Eve. And so, uh, is it a message that you want to give to the people going into next year? Because I'm pretty sure we'll do a next podcast too. But just give the people something that they. Um. Well, right now I'm waiting on Cobra Kai, and I think the new season of Cobra Kai comes out tomorrow on Netflix. Uh, Cobra Kai is kind of a continuation from the, uh, you know, the beloved 80s movies, The Karate Kid. And it's from the perspective of, you know, Johnny, the villain in the first movie. So uh, um, turning into a good guy, more compassionate guy, which I, uh, I think is a dope show. The first two seasons were great. Uh, so I'm waiting on season three that starts tomorrow, I think. And my message for people going into the new year is just watching soul the way I did. I'm like, Hey, you know, be content, live every moment, love every moment, uh, help people and be content with those moments. Don't be so caught up in trying to find a purpose or a dream and everything that you miss out on life. Cause you can miss life looking for the, looking forward to this and forward to that, you know, mm -hmm. appreciate life, appreciate what you got, appreciate the people that's in your life and things like that. So that's what I say. Oh, yeah. Cause who knows this this road that we've been on in 2020, it ain't no guarantee it's about to stop just because the ball drops, you know. So who knows what's gonna happen? Let's just appreciate every moment. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know what I recommend is um Queen's Gambit. I just started. Oh, I heard it was good. I'm gonna watch. You know, it. It's good so far. So if you hadn't seen that, that's something that I'm kind of you know sifting through right now because I'm kind of dating shows. Uh, after the Mandalorian, I'm kind of lost, like uh, Pablo, the Pablo Escobar meme. Uh, so I'm watching Queen's Gambit right now. Um, and as far as my message, man, you know, peace, love, light, 
uh, this upcoming year, you never know what could be your last moments. You never know if you're looking at a family member for the last time. So just enjoy your time here. Try to be the best person that you can be. And let's all get this thing rolling in 2021 and be considerate of other people. If they say wear your mask, wear your fucking mask. You know what I yeah. mean? If you don't want to, if you don't want to take the vaccine, that's your personal preference. You know, but we all, I believe, you know, eventually we'll get to a point where we can all get back to some kind of normalcy, the new normal. Yeah. That's my message. Yeah. And uh, peace, love, and light to everybody from Nova Trifecta. Yep. Peace out, and we'll see you guys next week. Shout out to Kendall. If you notice, he went here. He had to work. Uh, and Kendall didn't watch Wonder Woman either. You know what I'm saying? He got to do his fucking homework. But he'll be back on the next one. So uh, shout out to Kendall. But uh, we'll see you guys next time. No trifecta, baby.